Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you being influenced? If you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash jesse to make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash jesse. I know you're paying attention to global events. Wars bubbling up everywhere. Countries are buying and hoarding mass amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our heads in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. On the Jordan Harbinger Show, you'll hear amazing stories from people that have lived them, from spies to CEOs, even an undercover agent who infiltrated the Gambino crime family. You're about to hear a preview of the Jordan Harbinger Show with Jack Garcia, who did just that. My career was 24 out of 26 years, was solely dedicated working on the cover. I walk in, I'm in the bar. Now there's a barmaid there, good looking young lady. She's serving me drink. Hey, what would you like? I usually, my drink was, give me a kettle, one martini, three olives, glass of water on the side. I finish the drink. The guys come in. I'm going to go, go in my pocket, take out the big wad of money. Bam, I give her a hundred dollars. If you're with the mob, I say, hey, Jordan, you're on record with us. That means we protect you. Nobody could shake you down. We could shake you down, but you're on record with us. For more on how Jack became so trusted in the highest levels of the Gambino organization, check out episode 392 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. Why does the left want your guns? Why do they really want your guns? I feel like everybody, even on our own side, dances around the real reason. Well, I'm going to tell you the real reason coming up next on I'm Right. Why does the left want your guns? Have you really, really thought about it? Have you ever thought about voicing it? You ever really gotten down to it? I know that you're, you, you've, you watch Joe Biden today, gets up, gives some idiotic speech, and I'll give you a couple clips of it from today. He gets up, gives some idiotic speech about his executive orders on guns, and he prattles on for a little while, and they all do it, though. Everybody on the left does it. Why? Is it pretty much universal now that the people on the left want your guns? Have, have you thought of how creepy it is? I've always said there are, there are a lot of things I disagree with the left on, I mean, pretty much everything, but there are two things the left does that genuinely creep me out. It goes, it goes beyond disagreement. It's, wow, you have real mental problems. The first one of those things, abortion. 
Wherever you stand on the issue, I am militantly pro-life, so just know that. But that's not what I'm talking about. They love it. I mean, most of the people I know, even if they're not that pro-life or kind of down the middle, they're still not cheering for it. The left loves it. They, they, they'll do it and brag about it on social media. And then tell every woman they should have one. It's, okay, you probably got some problems you need to work out. And the second issue is disarming the American public. They are rabid about it. And when you bring up things like, well, that new law or that executive order wouldn't have done anything to stop this crime you're talking about, they don't miss a beat. You ever notice that? Uh, we're going to ban a, uh, uh, we're going to ban AR-15s. Uh, the gunman didn't use an AR-15. Uh, shut up, we're banning them anyway. It's, they don't miss a beat. But you know why, right? The left wants you disarmed because they want to hurt you. I... I don't know why people on the right feel the need to dance around this. There's no other explanation. They want you disarmed because they want to hurt you. They want the freedom to hurt you. I'll, I'll put it to you that way. Maybe it's not that they want to hurt you. They want to be free to hurt you if you won't comply. You see, the only thing different about America and all those other places where the communists took over every single part of the culture as they have here, the only thing different about us is... All the firearms. All the firearms. I want you to think about something. I want you to think about last summer when George Floyd died and Antifa and Black Lives Matter started rampaging through all the cities in this country. You remember what that was like. People dying all over the place, looting, burning, anarchy, people getting assaulted. You remember all of it, right? We're going to take the power back. This is our country now, so on and so forth. And they would do all that in the cities, and they'd stay right there in the city, and then they'd run right out to the suburbs, then they'd be all, ooh, man, I was going to go home, but I got to go home and grab some dinner. Well, we're coming back for you, and they wouldn't do it. Remember that? Why do you think that is? You being armed, you being able to protect yourself, you being able to return force with force is what keeps the left from finally completing all of their goals. They hate it. It drives them absolutely crazy that they can say things to you like comply and you can say no. And they can say, I really want you to. And you can say no. And they don't have that next step. And don't, don't, don't make the mistake of thinking Americans left or right are different than people have always been. The nature of man, the history of mankind says they will take that next step. And that next step is hurting you. The left wants the freedom to hurt you if you won't comply with their wishes. That's why they want you disarmed. It's not more complicated than that. And I'm going to tell you something else that's going to have people blow in a gasket today, and I don't care. The Second Amendment is not about hunting. You see these idiots up there all the time. Well, I, I used to, I, I'm not anti-Second Amendment. I, I used to go hunting with my pappy. I own a double barrel. Had nothing to do with hunting. And I'll tell you something else. It's not about uh, protecting your home from an intruder either. Now, that's a nice benefit of it. That's great benefit of it, but it's not about that. We have the Second Amendment. The founders wrote about this all the time. It's not as if we don't know why we have it. We have the Second Amendment so the American people would be free to defend themselves against a government, their own government, if their own government would become tyrannical. You know that? I know they're not allowed to teach that in school. I know people even on the right are too scared to say that. We have it in writing. That's why we have the Second Amendment. If the United States government becomes despotic, they wanted you to have the Second Amendment so you could defend yourselves against them. Period. End of story. That's why we have it. So it is ironic to see the American president get up and talk like this today. Nothing I'm about to recommend in any way impinges on the Second Amendment. There are phony arguments suggesting that these are Second Amendment rights at stake from what we're talking about. But no amendment no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. You can't yell crowd, you can't yell fire in a crowded movie theater. We call a freedom of speech. From the very beginning, you couldn't own any weapon you wanted to own. From the very beginning of the Second Amendment existed, certain people weren't allowed to have weapons. So the idea is just bizarre to suggest that some of the things we're recommending are contrary to the Constitution.
Yeah, he doesn't want to. He does. He's not here to violate your Second Amendment. Well, that's weird because I heard him say this. I want to see a national red flag law and legislation to incentivize states to enact their own red flag laws. These laws allow a police or family member to petition a court in their jurisdiction and say, I want you to temporarily remove from the following people any firearm they may possess because they're a danger and a crisis. They're presenting a danger to themselves and to others. Hmm. I want you to pause for a moment because I see people on the right as well kind of okay with these red flag laws, right? I mean, on their surface, they sound fine. Well, I don't understand that the police can, can just decide that, that you've lost your mind or, and they should be able to come take your guns away. Or a family member, right? Of course, well, if a family member is that worried about you, why shouldn't they be able to come take your guns away? Let's, let's focus on the cop side of it for just a moment. You do realize we're just like a few years removed from the federal law enforcement arm, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, intentionally lying to the FISA court in order to get a warrant to spy on an American citizen, and then lying several times after that in order to keep the warrant? Can we lay down this notion that just because the cops are doing it, it's okay. And I, I don't have to sit here and explain myself of, I support the cops as much as anybody. I, I, you know who I am. You know what I am. But let's, let's stop with this absurdity. You've seen these political cops all across the country, political sheriffs all across the country, these people in various districts, the police commissioner in D.C., a highly political left-wing guy. You want him to decide whether you're sane enough to hold a firearm? It's blatantly anti-constitutional. It's blatantly against the Second Amendment. Here's what else he had to say. Most people don't know it. You walk into a store and you buy a gun, you have a background check. But you go to a gun show, you can buy whatever you want and no background check. Okay. We have to have a little chat. It's not that that's a twisting of the truth. That's a flat-out lie. So I realize this little, if you go to a gun show and buy a gun, you don't have to have a background check. I realize that's just going to fly under the radar, and most people aren't going to talk about that. That's either A, a flat-out lie, or B, that's the President of the United States of America doing an executive order on gun rights who doesn't actually know any of the current gun laws in place. I've been to a thousand gun shows. Yeah, you have to do the same thing at a gun show that you have to do at a gun store. But they appeal to people like this who don't bother looking into it, who think you go to a gun show and it's just a bunch of backroom deals and we're all, we're all sitting there with our hoods on and, hey man, uh, can I have that belt-fed machine gun? Here's a carton of smokes and 20 bucks for it. It's just a place you go buy guns. And by the way, speaking of gun shows, we're always sold on, on these gun laws as being, you know, stopping, stopping these mass shootings, right? Every time there's a mass shooting before the bodies are even cold, Democrats are stepping over them to say, hey, see, look at that. We need gun laws. Well, if it's the guns, why is there no violent crime ever at a gun show? Just, just asking. Clearly the guns are the problem. You saw that little video we just played for you right there where you saw footage of a gun show. There are guns everywhere. They're just laying around everywhere. Most of the gun shows I've been to, people are open carrying their own loaded weapon at said gun show. There are guns everywhere. So if guns are the cause of the violence, why isn't there violence there? Hmm. But, you know, take heart, because the President of the United States, I want you to understand, he's thoughtful about this. He knows the facts about this. I mean, this guy, this is definitely the guy we want deciding which weapons you can own. Today, I'm proud to nominate David Chipman to serve as the director of the AFT. David knows the AFT well. 
It's the ATF. It's the ATF. And by the way, David Chipman, the guy he just wants to put in charge of the AFT, he is a rabid gun grabber. He's been the head of a hardcore militant anti-gun group. Keep a hold of him. Keep him locked up. Make sure you're going out there with family and friends, doing some training. Make sure you're shooting straight at all times. It is your freedom as an American. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I, I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. Oh, that's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum. Sunflower seeds. I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Chew. Go. Put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, you get 10% off. Allow me to speak to friends and family members of somebody who dips or somebody who smokes. It's easy to make a mistake when it's someone you love. And this is the mistake people make. And I know because it used to happen to me when I dipped. People would say, oh, you need to quit. Or don't you know that's bad for you? I heard that causes cancer. That is not helpful. It's unpleasant. All, that makes, all it does is makes you somebody they don't want to be around anymore. That's telling somebody about a problem. They know it. They already know it's a problem. Why don't you give them a solution? Why don't you, why don't you go get them some Jake's Mint Chew and present them with a solution instead of just a problem? May I recommend the Jake's Mint Chew CBD pouches? Go right in your lip for smokers and dippers. Kills that craving with no tobacco and no nicotine. And it gives them a practical solution and makes you a good guy who is listened to instead of the absolutely monstrous nag nobody wants to be around. Go to jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Use the promo code JESSE at checkout for 20% off. We'll be back. Well, as you can imagine, Donald Trump is not taking his time as now the former president of the United States and sitting on his hands. This is a man who's going to be involved. He's going to be vocal. You, I mean, it's easy to forget now how vocal Donald Trump was before he was ever president, before he was ever a candidate for office. He was always out there on social media just blasting away at somebody, at everybody. And so when he does an interview with Newsmax and questions Joe Biden's Fitness for office, people are going to listen. It's a full-time, when I say full-time, it's uh, 50 hours a day, <laughs> and you understand what I mean by that. Right. It's a lot of work, and I think other people are making most of the decisions, but I may be wrong about that. I don't know. Somebody's making decisions. Let's put it this way. Bernie Sanders, if he, if he ever won, he would never have gone anywhere near this he cannot believe what's going on this is bernie sanders on steroids our country's becoming a socialist nation this is bernie sanders on steroids mm -hmm. it is but back to what he was saying in the beginning you and i forget about this or it's easy i should say to forget about this with all the things going on right now but joe biden can't physically do the job of president of the United States. Have you ever seen those pictures? I'm sure you probably have. The before and after pictures of president. George Bush had one. Young George Bush. And then eight years later, George Bush looks like he's aged about 50 years. Barack Obama, same thing. Relatively young, hip-looking dude gets elected to office. Eight years later, he looked like that guy who drank from the wrong cup in Indiana Jones in The Last Crusade who just aged to like 95 right off the bat. That's what the job of the presidency does because it is probably the most stressful job in the world. You have 
all kinds of responsibility. It never stops. Remember Trump used to work 19 hours a day? I mean, he joked about how long, but it was 19, 20 hours a day. There's always something else to do. Some executive order, some place you have to go. Speeches here, shaking hands, kissing babies, dealing with Congress. It's endless. Joe Biden can't physically do the job. It's why I've been yelling about, I want President Kamala Harris. And I know you throw things at the TV when I say that. And believe me, I vomit in my mouth a little every time I say it too. I, I understand she's a nutball and basically a horrible person, but I want someone who can at least physically do the job. Joe Biden can't do the job. He just can't do the job. And, and look, credit to Trump where credit's due. Greatest foreign policy president ever, probably. And Joe Biden gets in there and promptly screwing it all up. China never spoke to me the way they spoke to our representatives. They never spoke to us that way, mm -hmm. ever. Well, they have to respect your leader, and they have to respect your leadership. And if they don't, uh, it's going to be very tough. Uh, Russia, the same thing. You look at what's happening with Russia. Uh, Russia's uh, very aggressive now. They weren't aggressive with me. They weren't aggressive with our country. They don't respect our country anymore. It's... Uh, since this happened, yeah. it's incredible. Mm -hmm. I mean, they see the same thing that you see and that I see, and uh, it's uh, not a good situation. And I hope he's well. I hope everything's fine from that standpoint, mm -hmm. physically but and mentally. Mm -hmm. But uh, I certainly hope he's well, but countries are not respecting our leadership, that's for sure. On that note, here's something else we do. You and me. I do, I do it all the time. When you think about these world leaders, right, the, the, the Putin, Xi Jinping, President of the United States, the big cheese in France, and you think about all these world leaders, and you always think of them as being something other than human, right? Because they're just somebody you see on the TV, you see speeches, secret service agents, fancy things. There's something other than human, but they're not. They're all human beings. They're just like you, and the truth is, People watch when the American president speaks. People watch. The good people watch, and the very, very, very bad people watch. You remember how we got in the uh, Cuban Missile Crisis? You know how we got in that Cuban Missile Crisis, if you ever look at the history of it? We got in that crisis because Khrushchev had a meeting with Kennedy. It was the first time they'd ever met. And Kennedy admitted later that he screwed the whole thing up to his credit. But Kennedy came off like a soft scared, weak little boy. And Khrushchev walked out of that meeting and thought, I own this punk. And then JFK very much proved him wrong to his credit. But that stuff matters. That stuff matters. Vladimir Putin, when he gets home at night and he gets done murdering people all day and he turns on the television and he watches Joe Biden and he sits back, what do you think he sees? What do you think he's thinking when he watches Joe Biden? It's not just you who watches Joe Biden on, on whatever news network you choose to watch. They do too. Xi Jinping sits back at night and he watches it too. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. All right. Newton Group Transfer. They are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. These stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up. Or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right. It's unjust. And Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE or go to timesharejesse.com. Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. You and I have to change the leadership of this country and it doesn't hurt to save a little money while we do it. That's why there's Mammoth Nation. And I'm not telling you to do something I haven't done. I am a lifetime member of Mammoth Nation. Here's what Mammoth Nation is. You sign up, and you all of a sudden, you get these discounts all over the place. Travel, hotels, shopping, telehealth, wireless. More discounts at more places than I can ever list for you, which is awesome, right? Save some money. But your money 
you know, you signed up, became a member, it goes to people running for office who have been identified as fighters who are going to fight for the things you and I believe in. It's that great. Go become a member today. MammothNation.com slash Jesse. That's MammothNation.com slash Jesse. We'll be back. Did you know a pistol can basically become an assault rifle? I found that out today from the President of the United States. Pistols modified with stabilizing braces with the seriousness they deserve. A stabilizing brace hook and a pencil essentially makes that pistol a hell of a lot more accurate and a mini rifle. As a result, it's more lethal, effectively turning into a short-barreled rifle. That's what the alleged shooter in Boulder appears to have done. I want to be clear that these modifications to firearms that make them more lethal should be subject to the National Firearms Act. Joining me now to talk about that and other things is legal fellow with Heritage, Amy Swearer. Amy, I thought lethal was the whole point. Uh, it, it absolutely is. So let's even assume that everything else that President Biden said there is absolutely undeniably true, which is questionable. Uh, that's the whole point, is that you want law-abiding citizens who are statistically going to use these guns far more often for lawful purposes than criminals are for criminal purposes. You want them to have guns that are, one, going to stop threats to them, two, that they're going to be able to handle accurately and effectively. You, why would you want law-abiding citizens to have less accurate, less effective firearms when their lives are on the line, that just doesn't make any sense. It defeats the entire purpose of the Second Amendment. Amy, how right is he? I mean, you're the, you're the legal fellow, and I certainly am not. How right is he about these things being under the NFA? Uh, well, <laughs> as it stands right now, under how federal law is written, um, if we're talking about things like... Um, attachments that actually go on to pistols themselves. Um, you know, there, there's a little bit of a gray area. It has never been considered um, as part of a short-barreled uh, rifle in that sense. Um, I, I think there are a lot of other distinctions um, between what the NFA actually defines as a short-barreled rifle and what um, these uh, different um, uh, components that, that can be added on to pistols actually accomplish. Um, and then you still run into the problems of, okay, so let's say that they can uh, uh, put under the NFA just arbitrarily, unilaterally, without rewriting the law, things like AR-15 uh, pistols, which have never been considered as being under the NFA. Let's say they can do this. Well, now you still have very much lawful full-sized AR-15s that are just, you know, slightly bigger versions of the same gun. You've accomplished nothing except, you know, if people want a shorter version, now they have to pay whatever it is, the, the $200 tax and go through the, the, the NFA process. Um, so even if it's completely constitutional, completely lawful, uh, they've really accomplished nothing. They, there's nothing um, in, in terms of policy that, that suggests that this is going to be a useful benefit to the American people. Amy, you keep using the word legal, and I'm so glad you came on here tonight because I need clarification both for myself and for everyone watching. An executive order versus a law. Right. It, it, did Joe Biden essentially pass a law today? Is it legal? What is this take effect in the next 30 seconds? Are you and I already lawbreakers? Break this down legally for me. What is sure. it? Um, so it is the job of Congress to write laws. Uh, so, so Congress writes, passes laws. What the executive branch does, um, whether it is the, the president or executive agencies, is they enforce the law. Now, sometimes uh, if the law isn't clear, you know, there's a little bit of leeway for agencies like the ATF or the FBI um, to sort of flesh out, um, you know, broader definitions. Um, but they can't just rewrite the law, and especially uh, when, when you look at, for example, um, the suggested uh, orders of, about um, so-called ghost guns. Granted, we don't have the order or the proposed rule, um, but assuming they do what a lot of people think they're going to do, which is attack what are known as 80% um, uh, receivers, 80% complete receivers, um, we're, we already have problems right now 
with federal courts throwing out criminal cases that federal prosecutors are bringing where they're saying, oh, well, we think the definition of a firearm is, is now this. And federal courts keep saying, no, that's that's not what Congress says the law is. You don't ATF, FBI, DOJ just get to arbitrarily rewrite that. Um, and so it seems that that is what Biden is suggesting federal agencies do is just sort of rewrite the law and say, well, everything is a firearm now. Okay, explain what you're talking about because I could see people's eyes glazing over okay. when you're when you use the word ghost guns or eighty percent lower receiver. People don't know what the I, I know what these words mean, but people do not. Right. So, so as it stands right now, you can and there's a long tradition in American history of people essentially building their own guns. Gunsmithing is, is a long tradition in this country. And one of the ways you can do that now is to uh, get what are known as you know gun kits where you can sort of mix and match and, and you, you're you not um, buying a gun per se, but you're buying different components that you can then put together and do work on um, to sort of smith your own gun. Um, now, a lot of these is the way the law is written. You don't have to have them, um, you know, stamped with, um, uh, you know, traceable numbers or anything like that. They don't have to be registered because you're building them for yourself. Um, because the way the law is written, again, these are not considered firearms. They're just you know, bare components. Um, you know, they're, they're blocks of, um, of, of metal, essentially, metal and, and plastic, and you have to put them together uh, to create a firearm. And so what Biden is essentially suggesting is, hey, these separate pieces that are not firearms and the way the law is written, we're going we're gonna to regulate them the way that we would firearms. Um, so it's, you know, you start running into these problems of where do you stop? Do you, do you start regulating sales of, of plastic and metal that people can now put together in 3D printers? Um, you know, the law defines a firearm. Uh, it defines it in a specific way. It does not include these various components that you can put together. And the executive branch does not get to arbitrarily, unilaterally decide that, well, actually, the law says these are firearms now. Okay, now, not to nerd out on the details here, but let's let's assume what Joe Biden is going to do is, is not constitutional, it's not legal. When does it get stopped? Is it the next day some judge steps up and says, that's not legal, you can't do that? Is this something that has to get brought before the Supreme Court, and in the meantime, it's getting enforced? What kind of time frame do we look at with this stuff? Well, so the first thing that has to happen is that these federal agencies need to go through the rulemaking process. Um, so normally we're looking at, you know, 60 days uh, before they're even going to get out, you know, their proposed rule. Then it goes through a period of, of what's known as notice and comment, um, where the public gets to essentially put their own comments and thoughts into these rules. Um, and, and then, so, you know, it's a pretty prolonged process. And then after that, assuming these proposed rules do become official ATF regulations, um, then at that point, you're almost certainly going to see lawsuits um, in various jurisdictions. And at that point, once the courts get involved, I would anticipate um, that you're going to see a lot of these, these rules essentially get blocked. Um, you know, courts saying, look, you can't do this, and it goes on hold. And so essentially what I'm saying is there's going to be a long drawn out legal process um, that's going to play out. It's not just going to be overnight. You, know, you can't uh, you can't have firearm kits that are are you know no longer subject to a lot of federal regulation. Amy, is there something he does have a legal right to do that can really hurt it? I know he talks a lot about going after the NRA, but that's mm -hmm. dumb. They don't make guns, but like ammo manufacturers or something like that, or actual gun manufacturers. Can he go after them in some way? Well, I mean, he can certainly always try. Uh, you know, the, the fact that he may not have um, the, the law behind him hasn't necessarily stopped presidents in the past from taking arbitrary action. Um, but there doesn't seem to be a whole lot that he in particular can do. A lot of this, again, comes down to um, what does Congress do? Congress is the, the lawmaking body in this country. It's not up to the president. The executive branch simply enforces those laws. Um, so I, I don't anticipate, you know, other than possibly some sort of import-export bans on, on certain types of weapons, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot he can do other than, in these very narrow instances, try to arbitrarily rewrite the law a little bit um, and see how it plays out in court. And, and then also suggest policy. I mean, you, you saw this um, in some of 
his other um, you know, big policy points, uh, essentially just redirecting Congress to say, look, we would love to see congressional action on red flag laws, um, but he can't force Congress to actually do that. Um, he can, as he did in this case, just sort of have the Department of Justice promulgate suggestions for states as, as best practices. But that's that's really about it. Amy Swerer, thank you so much. That was hugely informative. Thank you. That was good. That was good. I'm smarter now. And I, I, I was already like way up here and now I'm like an inch taller. Now, you know... Your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not, I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home, but just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint and your carpet. Maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever, ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one, get two, be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE that gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE. Home title theft. I mean, I did consider myself to be smart until I found out that my home title had been snatched. I found it out by email. I got my home title in my email one day. I'm looking on my phone. It's on my phone, and I get my home title. I don't even know what I'm looking at because it's my own signature on it. And it's my wife's signature on it. And... I'm all, what happened here? I didn't even know home title theft existed. But here's how it works. If you own a home, your home title exists. It exists online, meaning it can be hacked, and it can be hacked easily. They do it. They forge your signature on it. They go take a loan out against it, and they financially wipe you out. Your home insurance will not pay it back. Your only chance is to stop them as they're trying it, and that's what Home Title Lock does. Go to HomeTitleLock.com right now and sign up. Trust me, you don't want to get burned like I did. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code RADIO. We'll be back. Well, I am excited about getting a vaccine passport. I'm just going to get right on that, right? I mean, I, I, think that, I think that that's a great idea. You should definitely go ahead and inject yourself with whatever they tell you to. I'm just kidding. Get the vaccine if you want. But you're really going to get an app on your phone that lets people scan you to make sure you've had the right things. This is insane. This is happening. And no American would do it, right? I mean, nobody would actually do it, except they're already doing it. They're doing it in New York City. You want to go to Madison Square Garden? There you have it. Go ahead, pull out your phone. Let's see your Excelsior pass. And I'm sure Libby Emmons is a big fan of that. She's a senior contributor to the Federalist also the editor-in-chief of the post-millennial. Libby, let's see your vaccine passport. <laughs> you can't see it because I don't have one and I'm not getting one. I won't. I'm happy to get the I vaccine. Under I don't understand I why not. Don't you want people to be healthy? Thing. Yeah, sure. Let's all be healthy, but we don't have to prove anything to the government about our health. At the point when we're telling the government what's in our blood, we're really in trouble. I think what's really amazing about this too is in New York, as you said, we have this Excelsior pass that you can download to your phone. You can be tracked by government and by medical professionals. You know, it's really exciting. Uh, but the thing is that they've passed it off to businesses. So while the government is facilitating this, what we're being told is that businesses are able to use this vaccine credential to determine whether or not we can enter their establishments. How far are we going to let this go? You can't go to Broadway shows, perhaps, without the vaccine passport. Concerts, is this going to be a thing about, you know, going to the diner? Like, what are we looking at? 
And also they say that you can get your, um, you can just bring a piece of paper and have your vaccine passport on a piece of paper instead of on the phone. But I don't, I, I just don't think that it's going to stop with this kind of credential. I think that this could get really out of hand really quickly. I appreciate that there are some governors who banned it outright. Libby, do we have a good idea of whether or not people are actually doing it a lot in New York? Because my first thought is, surely this is going to hurt business enough they're going to drop this. But I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe everyone's running out to get the thing. I haven't spoken to anybody who's actually done it, but it's still pretty hard to get the vaccine here. As though, um, though everyone is eligible, it's not that easy to just get an appointment, or at least I haven't been able to get an appointment. I'm sure other people have been more lucky in getting theirs. Uh, I haven't seen people downloading this passport app. I have seen some reviews, however, that say that it's very wonky, that it doesn't actually facilitate people from out of state because it only tracks whether or not you've gotten the the um, vaccine in New York. So that's something, of course, as soon as we have the government developing apps, it's not going to be efficient, it's not going to be cheap, and it's not going to work very well. We've seen this, you know, with other government programs as well, obviously, <laughs> you know, the amount of like waste and extra spending. Um, so yeah, I don't know that this is going to go very well. I think it's going to take, for it to be effective, I think it would take all of the big cultural institutions to get on board. I don't know that they're going to want to do that. And New Yorkers are an unruly bunch. Trying to get us all to do something in exactly the same way has, has not really worked out so well in the past. Libby, speaking of New Yorkers, I hear from a lot of people who are in New York, love New York. I personally love New York City. It's one of my favorite places in the world, but not happy with the direction it's going, and they're going to Florida. And you mentioned governors banning it, but Governor Heavy D in Florida, he banned it for government and banned it for private businesses. Mm -hmm. Other Republican governors have only banned it for government. And don't think I haven't noticed the difference between the two. What should we want, you and I? Should we want a ban on private businesses from using it? I think to a certain extent we should. I Private businesses have always made us wear shirt and shoes in order to get service. Um, but I don't think that we should ever be required to state what's happening in our bloodstream in order to enter a movie theater or attend a concert or attend a Broadway play. And I think everyone should be opposed to that. What else could happen with that, right? I mean, what other things could they monitor that would restrict our access to liberty is really what we're talking about. So let's say um, all of our medical records are available on this app. We already know through the ACA that there was a big push for more digitized medical records, which certainly is very beneficial. But is all of this going to be available on the app? Who's going to have access to the app? We had the White House saying the other day that there would not be a federal database for vaccine credentials, that they would absolutely not approve of that. Yet they do say that they are working with businesses to help them and to facilitate their development of this. What kind of um, division should there be between government and corporations? I think there ought to be divisions. Uh, we've seen this also with regard to social media and the First Amendment and people saying, well, that's social media companies, they can do as they please, uh, that they are not beholden to the First Amendment. And I don't think that that should be the case. The more these corporations increase in power and scope, their global reach, their national impact, I think they have to be held accountable to our rights as well. They don't get to trounce on our rights just because they have shareholders instead of citizen voters. It doesn't make any sense. And I do think that Americans are getting frustrated with this, or at least I am, with this massive government overreach. We even saw today with regard to the new gun control executive actions that the administration is unilaterally going to take as a way to bypass Congress, as a way to bypass our rights, as a way to bypass our representation. Um, they want to just enact these things without our representatives making that determination uh, on our behalf, which is, of course, our right. Um, and I thought that that was sort of shocking. I, 
every time the president says that his primary job is to keep Americans safe, I want to tear my hair out. That is not the primary job of government. The primary job of government is not to step on our rights, right? I can keep myself safe if I so choose. That's up to me. It's up to me to keep my family safe. Uh, it, it's just, it, it's such a huge overreach. The red flag laws that the federal government wants to enact now and the Department of Justice is actually drafting legislation that they're going to send out to states, that states can just adopt the legislation the Department of Justice has drafted for them. That seems like a huge overreach. States need to be drafting their own laws. Of course, they can take guidance from wherever their constituents deem is appropriate. But should the Department of Justice be drafting legislation for all 50 states to enact? What is that about? Yeah, you know... I'm glad you brought up the states, Libby, because I about fell out of my chair this morning when I woke up and read this in the New York Times. New York will now offer one-time payments of up to $15,600 to undocumented immigrants who lost work during the pandemic. The effort, a $2.1 billion fund in the state budget, is by far the biggest of its kind in the country and a sign of the state's shift toward policies championed by progressive Democrats. This can't possibly be something that's actually going to happen. Please tell me they're not <laughs> stroking a taxpayer check for $15,000 to illegal immigrants in New York. Please tell me I read that wrong. You read that absolutely correctly. That was passed in the budget the other day. And the governor has also um, suggested a massive tax hike on the wealthy who are fleeing New York in droves, going to Florida, where they have everything from sunshine to freedom uh, and anything you could want in between. I've visited Florida twice already this year, and I'm trying to convince my kid that we should move there. Um, it's not going so well. You know, he's a New Yorker. What can you do? New Yorkers are stubborn. But yeah, this whole thing, $15,600, uh, one time meant to documented workers who can prove that they have residency in New York and that they lost work due to the pandemic. It works out to about $300 a month over the previous year. I, you know, it's really hard to look at that number, $15,000, and say that this is what we should be forking over our, our tax dollars for. My kid's school isn't open. The subway is a disaster. The police situation is a nightmare. They, people are leaving the police force. Why can't we spend money on some serious quality of life stuff for all of New Yorkers instead of focusing specifically on people who are, and I'm pro-immigration, all of that, but come on, $15,000? I can't even get the 14,000 that we were promised. I didn't get the 600 either, you know? And it's like, uh, okay, so I'm supposed to file my taxes and maybe I'll get something back on the other side, but let's give everybody who's here illegally, who lost their job, let's give them $15,000. That's just, that's so much money to just be throwing around. That's a lot. And there's what, like 290,000 illegal immigrants in New York, I think something like that. How do you even count? Yeah, that's a lot. Hey. <laughs> Libby Emmons, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thanks so much. Thank you. We'll be back. Well, that was a bit of a heavy day, to put it mildly. So we thought we'd dig up a little blast from the past for you today. One of the great videos of all time. Enjoy this older video of a libertarian debate. Should someone have to have a government-issued license to drive a car? Hell no. What's next? Requiring a license to make toast in your own damn toaster? The license to drive? You know, I'd like to see some competency exhibited by people before they drive. <sighs> I can't help it. It makes me laugh every time. All right. We're going to have a great special for you tomorrow. Hang on for this one. I'll see you then. Your holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What, look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? 
You want to talk about your weapon and your ammunition. You, you want to talk about your safety training. You want to talk about how you did at the range. Oh, look at my groups. I was doing these failure drills today. And all that stuff's really important. I mean, really, really important. I'm not discounting that. But I've known so many people who do all those things. They take all the necessary steps, and then they carry with a holster they bought from a big box hunting store that was made a thousand at a time. Please, don't put your life in one of those holsters. You need to trust Northwest Retention Systems because it's all custom-made gear. It's the only thing I carry around. NWRetention.com. That's NWRetention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to improving the lives of America's veterans, first responders, and their families. For over 20 years, the foundation has helped America keep its solemn promise to never forget. Tunnel to Towers provides mortgage-free homes to Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders with young children, builds specifically adapted smart homes for catastrophically injured veterans, and is working to eradicate veteran homelessness. David Marshall served in the Army during World War II and fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He has never forgotten the sacrifices of his comrades nor the efforts of first responders on 9-11 and in the days and months that followed. He is a loyal and proud foundation donor. Tunnel to Towers is committed to supporting veterans, first responders, and their families, and so many of them need your help. Join the foundation on its mission to do good and never forget. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again, testosterone-fueled again. Maximize your masculinity today at choq.com. Use the code JESSE for a massive discount on any Chalk subscription for life. CHOQ.com, code JESSE. Limited time offer, subscription cancelable at any time. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount.